right, everybody, welcome back to Mind of a Music Programmer. And uh, I'm your co-host, Riley Fury, and I'm joined by your other co-host, Andrew Kish. Yes, sir. And we are the music programmers for 881 WZIP. Yes, sir. And I also wanted to give a shout out to Jacob King for making the intro music. Absolutely. He killed it. Banger. And yeah, so today we're going to talk about a few things. Namely, new music that's coming out really just over the next month. Right. Uh, different documentaries that are coming out for musicians lately, because there's been a lot. A really crazy feature-filled album by Terrace Martin. And then possibly get into a 2K soundtrack, Jid, and if we got time, CLB and Donda. Mm -hmm. So any of those jump out of you that you want to get into? Um, that I want to get into, I'm thinking maybe new music that's coming out soon. So anywhere you want to start, there are a few projects slated to come out, you know, within the next two weeks. The one I'm probably most excited for is going to be Silk Sonic. Mm -hmm. That's November 12th, November 12th. Cause like you think it's just so long since we've gotten a Bruno Mars project. You think about mm -hmm. You know, 2016, what he did with um, his, uh, his like, funk soul album he dropped. Like, it was massive. The the big yeah. songs on that thing, you know, 24 Karat Magic. Was that the last album he dropped? It was. It was really? the last studio solo project wow. he ended up dropping. And, um, you know, everything on that album was, well, I, I should say the hits on it were you know, on, on the charts for a good couple years after it even. So, I mean, you can only imagine like what he'd do, um, in, in today's scene of kind of, you know, how things are definitely a lot more hip hop than they were back then. Mm -hmm. Um, he's always kind of treaded the line too. So it'll be interesting to see which direction he goes, whether mm -hmm. it's like more funky, whether it is, like you said, more hip hop. Right. But with Anderson Pack, like, He's definitely gonna do that too. It's gonna be it's gonna be so soulful. I think. I mean, we've obviously, uh, we've heard the first couple songs, or, or you know, we've heard a couple. We've gotten a small sample size of what the project's gonna sound like, and um, leave the door open. I think it's mm -hmm. already one of the best songs of the year. Um, I don't think sure. you can argue that. Do you think that was put up for record of the year? I wouldn't be surprised. Like for the Grammys. I think it should be. If it wasn't, I think it would have a good chance of winning. Um, Definitely. That is another topic we could go over. Like <laughs> <laughs> things, what songs we think could win record of the year. You have any thoughts other than leave the door open? Please. I haven't thought about it too much actually. Yeah. Um, and it, didn't they have to be submitted by the beginning of July? So it was anything that came out before then. Because hmm. I'm pretty sure that's why. Like Certified Lover Boy and Donda came out when they did. Like that was the ultimatum, right? Well, I think if it's not something from one of those two projects, then I'd probably just go with Leave the Door Open. Mm. Um, but then I don't think it'll be from either of those projects, to be honest. Yeah. So I mean, I don't know. Is there any song that really stuck with you this year? You might want to nominate for it. Because like. To think. Yeah, I haven't thought about it too much, actually. Yeah, me neither. Um, Driver's license, possibly. That's, She's definitely yeah, going to get a Grammy. There's no doubt. 
I don't know where, but she will get one. Right. Um, I think when you have an artist like her that's so big in pop, um, mm. you know, she's she's going to probably be around for a while. I bet Lil Nas X will be up for something because he had so many breakout singles. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Do you think Lil Nas X has topped Old Town Road since he dropped that? Because, I mean, it was his breakout song, and mm-hmm. ever since then – you know, he, he's had some pretty good songs, but I don't think he's had anything that captured, like, the magic that that song had, you know? I think he's continued on the path of the magic. That's why it doesn't seem like there's more. Hmm. Because Industry Baby, I know, has at least over 500 million streams. Right. Then there was one more. I know That's What I Want did really well off his new album. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the song with Miley Cyrus, too, mm-hmm. which I was a huge fan of. Um but we could segue into one of your other topics that you had. Um, yeah, we should definitely get into, like, just in the future, um, different Grammy noms and, like, oh, yeah, who definitely. submitted what. Because apparently artists have to submit what they think for which categories. Mm. So definitely can get into that. But um, could go over the docs a little bit. For sure, yeah. You want to start that? Yeah, so... Um, there are a couple new uh, rapper documentaries coming out. Um, I forget which ones you mentioned, but the one I'm probably most excited for is the Kanye West one. You know, 21 years in the making. Um, started back in, you know, 2001. The filming of it did. Yeah, and yeah. Um, it's gonna take through take you through his whole journey uh, before he blew up in the industry, just straight up grinding you know, studio sessions and stuff like that. I hope there's a part in it where he talks about, or at least they talk about his speeches for his acceptances. (laughs) Like, my favorite one ever has to be when he starts talking, like, gets on the stage. Man, they always ask me, what would happen if I didn't win? (laughs) It's like a 30-second pause. I guess we'll never know. And just everybody erupts. And I think that's one of the most iconic speeches ever. Oh, yeah. And I can't wait. Because even there's the Taylor Swift controversy. Yep. Like, I was going to say, it's like... It's going to be such a good documentary. Oh, definitely. I mean, you have an artist like that that's so charismatic. There's so much personality behind everything. Like, there's a story behind um, everything they've ever released. And it's like... It's going to be a huge documentary um, coming out in 2022. We don't know of a release date yet. It is on Netflix, though, right? It will be on Netflix. And we've gotten a few snippets. We got one with him and Maz Def working on College Dropout. Um, but That's going to be great. It's going to be, it's going to be nostalgic, I think. It's going to be um, very insightful as to Kanye. And it might even sway some more people towards his music that – previously weren't or maybe you know show people he's not just some crazy like um or it'll show us why he's crazy yeah (laughs) yeah yeah. so that too um i'm i'm personally really excited for the cuddy doc which yeah it either comes out like this friday or next friday and it's on amazon prime and what i think will be so great about this is because he's never done something like this before. And the way his music conveys what he's been through mm-hmm. is like one way to connect with it. 
like the amount of things we've all taken away from man on the moon and like the tribulations he's explained there this is going to give an even deeper look into all of that and i don't even know if i'm ready for it oh man because like the emotions the album takes me through and, like the amount of times i've cried listening to like soundtrack to my life to pursuit of happiness and yeah i mean it's gonna be um definitely a roller coaster type of journey through it mm-hmm. um i actually i watched a ted talk that kid cuddy did hi my um, name is scott yeah <laughs> yeah um just taking through like his journey dropping out of college moving to new york from cleveland and um you know how he got into the whole rap industry and he's he's such an artist that i think no matter who you are you can relate to mm-hmm. and um you know he, he he's always teetered like on the verge of being like kind of a mainstream artist but also being progressive in the, mm-hmm. the type of music he always does. experimental and right. you can tell from his whole string of albums even up to man on the moon three and with that how influential he is is just underrated as well i mean everyone kind of knows that he, he's responsible for a lot of what kanye's done with 808s and heartbreak and you know writing a lot of those songs but he's basically he's influenced like a whole genre of like mental health centered rap and it's honestly like where would the game be without him as far as that type of music i don't know like he was so influential that travis scott like chose his artist name because of kid cuddy yeah i mean i think that's so crazy it is crazy uh but what about were there any other artists dropping docs there was i sent you the juice world one that just got announced like this week I'm oh, not yeah. sure when it comes out, but that also will be really cool to see. Definitely. Um, yeah, what Juice was able to do in the short amount of time, he was in the spotlight. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very, very impactful. Yeah, and definitely continues to be. Yeah. I know recently he got, I think it was 50 like RIAA certifications, like when mm-hmm. a bunch of songs went gold, platinum, like triple platinum, which is unbelievable that it still does the numbers it does. Oh, yeah. And then that album may come out, The Party Never Ends, because they dropped the teaser on YouTube, but I haven't really seen much about it since then. Right. I think if it does drop, it's going to be a lot of stuff we've heard before one way or another. Like a lot of leaks. Yeah. Yeah. I bet they kept some tight lip, though. Maybe. Yeah. You really hope? You'd like to think so, but um, I don't know. Then, so honestly, one thing I also want to talk about is just Jid, J.I.D. Oh, yeah. He's just one of my favorite artists right now. Definitely. And it's hard to not recognize what he's doing in the industry like i have a lot of things i want to say but i'm also curious what you'll say about it before i get into it so i could talk about it all day honestly let's do it um ever since (laughs) i'd love to yeah i mean the never story think about like his his kind of mixtape a while ago what are Um, your favorites from that um so many dude I definitely like the title track, Never. I yeah. think it has one of the craziest hooks, craziest beat transitions. The beat is crazy. <laughs> um, I really like 
Ed, Ed, and Eddie. That Ed, one's Ed, always Eddie. got me. Just such like a swaggy, like, oh, yeah. rolling around with your friends type Definitely. track. Um, I like 8701 with Black. Mm-hmm. That one's really good, too. Yeah, it's a um, But then, you know, after an artist kind of drops that underground tape that puts them in the spotlight, a lot of them can sort of um, fall into this, like, mainstream appeal kind of track, kind of like... Um, I don't think Jed will do that because well, that's what I'm saying is he didn't do uh, that. You know, he dropped his debut album, DiCaprio Two, and it was the same quality as the Never Story. But I mean, mm-hmm. he kind of just built on that style that he's already, you know, kind of built for himself. And it's like, um, you know, a lot more polished. His career kind of mirrors Kendrick, sort of. And I feel like DiCaprio too is like his Section Eighty. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's 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 got that mixtape feel still, but it's like Definitely. a lot more polished, a lot more well thought out than you'd think for someone in their debut album. And that's why I think what he's about to drop next is gonna mm-hmm. be something in, that we've never heard from anyone before. So I'm really excited. Yeah, that'll be awesome. And it seems like there will be a lot of features on it mm. because. He was interviewed by the Red Bulletin, and one of the biggest quotes that was highlighted is that he believes music is very communal, and you can only achieve a lot of sounds with other people, and you can't guess how other people are going to feel about it. Mm -hmm. So he's really trying to bring everybody into this, and both build on what the scene in Atlanta is doing, but also, like you said, build off of his projects that he's been making. Right. So I'm really, really excited for this. Yeah. I mean, what's, what do you think is one artist that you think would sound just crazy with Jid on a track? It's a good question. Because, I mean, he already has collabed with a lot of big names. He, um, he just came out with an Imagine Dragons collab for oh, League yeah. of Legends. Like, that's insane. Absolutely. Um, that's a really good question. Yeah, I mean, he's been with, like, everyone in Dreamville. Um like you know, Art Earth Gangs, yeah, Earth Gang, always with Earth Gang. Had a song with Smino. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, honestly. Um, Who's somebody outside of the Dreamville sphere that you think you'd like to see? Now, obviously, me. I'd I'd want to see him with Kendrick. I mm-hmm. think. Could tell where that was going. Yeah. <laughs> um, Can't forget about his feature on Doja Cat's album too. Yeah. You know, like the amount of features this dude, he's been, and he was on the Madden soundtrack. He's honestly on everything. Yeah. It's crazy. He like, is on the 2K soundtrack as well. Pretty sure. Yeah. Um, Man. But I yeah, I mean, about that. you know, he's an artist. I feel like he's versatile enough to where he can fit other artists style. Like he can, he knows how to sound good on a track with them, no matter mm-hmm. what kind of sound they have. But he's also just, I don't know. For that reason, going into a Jid album, I'd want to hear some solo songs. Like, yeah, definitely. I like to hear him get, you know, more creative with storytelling and, you know, maybe building an entire like focused narrative um, with something which, you know, he's he's dropped like the mixtape like projects, which, you know, they're all very good. But, um, you know, a concept album would be pretty cool to see from Jid, but. That is just my opinion. I don't know. Do you think there's a Mac Miller song potentially in the locker? 
because oh man he like put in so much work with swimming and he also was supposed to open for mac on that tour but even further i was reading and i heard that the verse he had in the song with imagine dragons was actually for a song with mac but mac said hey like i think this would be better on this song so i'd be really i i think that might just be the mac miller fan in me that wants to see that i feel like he might be saving it for this album it's very possible just because whether it was very vocal or not like mac co-signed it really hard just based on all of that so i'd I'd be very happy to see that. Hopeful is probably the best word, mm. but it's very possible. Yeah. Do you know who you think might feature on the album outside of like everybody we talked about? Outside of everyone we talked about. Like who is, because you could even think of who J. Cole is having features with because everybody in J. Cole's like artistry book could also be transferred into his honestly hearing something with gin and 21 savage would be uh, kind of crazy because <laughs> they're both atlanta rappers too they are so that'd be really really cool mm. um be super interested about that yeah i mean there's some underground artists i want to see him with too um there's like there's toby lou there's kenny mason i think who has very similar style to him for some reason, I feel like him and Kenny Mason have done something together. Maybe they have. It may not even have been a song. It could have been a tour. could have been. I'll tell you what. They were both on Serial. It's IDK's song. That's, that's oh, what, that's that's what, what it was. I was thinking. That song is great, too. I really yeah, like that. Yeah, that's true. It's definitely a Jid-type <laughs> beat, too. I mean, it's like Jid, is, he's been with everybody already. I completely forgot about that song. It's just another thing to add to his repertoire. His, his catalog, it's just everything. Um, but, I mean, good for him, you know. He's, he's clearly out here grinding all the time, mm-hmm. just putting out verses. Um, but, yeah. There's a, I don't think this is from Jid's verse, but in the song Down Bad, it's one of the last, like, lines in one of the verses, he says, y'all had a year, y'all had a year, y'all had a year, but you let it go by. And he is not letting it go by. He's taking advantage of every opportunity. And it's amazing. I love that. As a Jid fan, it's yeah. it's great. I think that was Boz's, yeah, that was a Boz line that he said. Boz is underrated too, For I sure. think. I wouldn't be surprised to see him on the album. Yeah, he's someone I'd, I'd say would probably definitely be on it. Because... Mm-hmm. Earth Gang has to. If they're not, I don't know what I'll do. With Earth them. Gang. I feel like Saba, too. I, mm-hmm. I could see Saba. I don't know if Jid already has a collab with Saba. He probably does, but let me just see, actually. Also, did you know that Jid and Earth Gang, all of them met in college at Hampton University in Virginia, and they all dropped out together <laughs> after, like, founding Spillage Village? Wow. So, Which also is a great collective it's kind of like it isn't dreamville's baby but you could see it as such because a lot of people who were brought into Mm -hmm. dreamville yeah but yeah i was really surprised to see that yeah i feel like spillage village has like their own sound too that showed up a lot on um revenge of the dreamers 3 Mm -hmm. Um, there was one song it was wells fargo i love that song (laughs) 
it's Love like just this song. little like two minute song but like the hook is so just the energy it's energetic jid's verse it's like out of control mm -hmm. it's crazy have you ever watched the dreamville documentary for that album making for the album yeah yeah I did you see it. the one for wells fargo um, that's why i like the song and like love it as much as i do just because of seeing like everybody like there's like eight artists bouncing <laughs> in the studio just screaming like i honestly don't think you could emulate that energy in any other song right like, without it was insane oh man so definitely check that out it was for revenge of the dreamers 3 yeah so, I'll, I'll have to watch that i, I definitely i saw the part where they were recording 1993 Mm -hmm. It's like um, the, the the topic of that song we're not going to get into, but it's <laughs> right. like they clearly just had a ton of fun making it. It's kind of like you just throw on the beat in the background and then you just let people take turns on the mic, just mm -hmm. saying whatever they want. And um, it's, it's such I think that project was one of the best of 2019 Revenge of mm -hmm. the Dreamers 3. Um, I really agree. I think it's a. It's a very well-known album, but I would say that it's very underrated. It's because, like, they built up hype for it, and then they delivered mm -hmm. on the hype, which isn't very common mm -hmm. that you see. But Do you ever... Because you said you liked 8701 off of The Never Story. Mm -hmm. Did you ever listen to Still Dreamin', which is the Jid, Black, and Loot collab from Revenge of the Dreamers? Um, because that actually, I think, is my favorite song off of Revenge of the Dreamers. Minus... Um, I like ladies a lot with uh, Jid and T.I. Of course, just every song on the Dreamville album, I'm like, yeah, you heard the Jid song. <laughs> That's off the director's cut, though. Yeah, I was going to say, um, I don't think I actually, I've probably heard it secondhand somewhere, mm -hmm. but um, I don't think I've heard that one specifically. I kind of just love music that, illustrates what it means to be putting in the work and mm. to be hopeful and to be like almost there to reaching the goal and this is a perfect song for that okay. just being in that space like knowing you've put in the work knowing that it's coming but just still dreaming man i feel like that's where we're at like this podcast is on the verge of blowing <laughs> up already absolutely yeah. <laughs> um but, yeah, I mean, is there any other th topics you wanted to go over this episode? Before I even choose that, I just wanted to say I'm really glad we could talk about that. Because I don't think enough people, one, know enough about Dreamville, and oh, yeah. two, talk about it. So I actually really needed that conversation <laughs> <laughs> way more than I knew. Definitely. And I also wanted to say that a new music song that was coming out that I forgot to mention was... The weekend and Post Malone, like they teased oh, the track together. Man, so you just know, whatever song either of them release, especially the weekend that gets dropped, breaks like a bunch of records and probably top ten on Billboard easy. It's, that one's gonna be huge. I mean, yeah. especially if they like deliver. What route do you think they'd even go with that? Because the weekend he's been on is like you know his synth wave type of nineteen eighties you know, rehashing, and then Post Malone. It's on the boom bap type stuff, like Motley Crue. Oh, like yeah. That was way more rap, like kind of like reminiscent of beer bongs and Bentleys, I would say. Yeah, so I, mean, I think he's still kind of in like the dark pop rap lane. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I'd be. I'd want to hear something from the weekend that reminds me of like trilogy, like mm-hmm. that group of projects. It was a lot of like just really dark, um, like R and B, like droned out. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd be interesting. F- I'd be interested in like a dreary song from the both of them. Um, I'd be curious because who knows if they like one of them will adopt the other sound, mm-hmm. or if it'll be. Like, I would love to see The weekend be as, like, free and, like, carefree, I guess would be the word, as Post Malone. Like, imagine The weekend is, like, kicking back and, like, oh, yeah. seemingly not caring about things. Like, that'd be such a cool, different perspective <laughs> to see. Because that's just what Post does nowadays. Yeah, definitely. I feel like as far as their sounds, the way they differ, I mean, they're both obviously, they're very talented vocalists. Mm-hmm. Um, but they both kind of have that ability to do like weird inflections like post malone he'll do like that sheep sounding thing <laughs> it's like oh or i can't <laughs> even like do it and then the weekend um he, he kind of has like a similar thing well he's got like that shaky thing going on with his voice at some parts but you know th- neither of them really get into it that much because they're not super experimental artists Mm-hmm. Um, I think their projects that they release are very different, though. Yeah. I don't know if you would consider that experimental, but there's definitely a level of evolution within their music. Especially with The Weeknd. What he was able to mm-hmm. do with After Hours, like, release something completely different than mm-hmm. anything he's ever done, something that's different from anything that was even released that year as far as yeah. his lane. Um, you know, bringing a sound like synthwave, making it like hip hop R and B. Um, it, it was so amazing. Like that's my album of the year from that mm-hmm. year for sure. Um, but Post Malone, I mean, Beer Bogs and Bentleys <laughs> has some of the most bangers I think we've heard in the last five years too. So it's got some great stuff, and I really like Hollywood Bleeding too. Yeah. A lot of people kind of wrote that album off. I wouldn't say streaming depicts that because he's just a really popular artist and he'll always do well there. Right. But I think it was a really good album. It was really good. Um, I think he didn't stray too far from what he did with Beer Bongs and Bentleys. It kind of just felt like a shorter Beer Bongs and Bentleys like kind of extension, I guess. Maybe a little bit more rock influence. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you had the song with Ozzy Osbourne, which... I, in my opinion, it was probably the best one off the album. I like the internet the best. The internet. I think he did continue the sound you heard on Beer Bongs and Bentleys, but he also took it in the place of, like, I want to get out of Hollywood. Mm. I guess he very directly says that, which is Hollywood bleeding. But, like, he lives in either Utah or Nevada, and, like, he really doesn't put himself in that space anymore. Mm. Like, he knows... There was a line from the internet. Like, he just doesn't want to know about anything going on. And I respect that so much. But I don't think that was a theme that came up, like, really at all on Beer Bongs and Bentleys. Right. So he was kind of probably enjoying that L.A. life at the time. But then afterwards, he's like, yo, this really isn't it. Like, I'll just have my friends come out to me, do my own thing, live my own life. And it is, like, a little darker tone i guess too and beer mm-hmm. bongs and bentley's like that one's like That's a summer cool. album this one it felt like a halloween album i don't remember when it released but 
that's what Hollywood's Bleeding felt like. And if you watch him perform Hollywood's Bleeding live, he either did it, I think it was the Grammys, but it's such a dark tone of the performance, like with just what he's wearing, the colors, the background. Mm. I definitely cried watching that. It was just, it's just beautiful. Yeah. I'm excited to go to more concerts now that they're mm-hmm. open back up. Um, have you been to one yet since it happened? Or since since COVID, I have not, no. Um, but the only ones I've been to, I went to a Logic concert. <laughs> I went to an NF concert. Were those the same concert? No, they weren't the same one. Didn't NF open for him? Probably. I think it was I, for I the second one. Surprised. And then I've been to two MGK ones. And I actually just... It. Since COVID happened, I went to the MGK concert yep. in Cincinnati. It was really, really good. Yeah. MGK is always going to be around in Ohio. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, once once you're around, like, the culture in, in our states, like, I guess kind of more of the urban culture, like, everyone here is in MGK. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and for a good reason. I think his last project, we might have talked about this last episode. I don't even remember. I don't think we did. But um, I would have freaked out. In a good way. <laughs> but Tickets to My Downfall was a great album. It and it was. Up brought the kind of music that is like popular again, like the pop punk rap influence. Yeah. Back into the limelight. It did. He and spearheaded that. For MGK's career, it was, mm-hmm. it was huge too. Because, I mean, he's coming right off of, you know, probably getting embarrassed by Eminem. I mean. I don't think he got embarrassed as far as numbers go. Because no, yeah, that's what I'm like saying. I'm saying the pub, the publicity from that might mm-hmm. have been good for him, but Definitely. as far as like his public image, the way people saw him, I think might have taken a hit. But then you know you drop something that goes back to his roots, like a, mm-hmm. a straight up like punk rap album. And um, he used to do like because a song that came out right after "Tickets to My Downfall" was "Love Race" with Kellen Quinn, mm-hmm. when he's forget what group he's from but he's just a very prominent pop punk figure right like a very well-known voice and you may have thought like the pop punk part of him didn't exist before like even hotel diablo but there's a video where he covered swing life away with kellen quinn in like 2011 2012 wow. and he like it's like a loose cover because he like added verses and everything but kellen right. did do the chorus and i just think it's really cool that like you said he went back to his roots but he completely redefined it and took advantage of the space we're in absolutely and i think this is the lane he belongs in too mm-hmm. um and the next album definitely seems like it will be in the same spot it's called born with horns <laughs> uh but also it could be a hotel diablo type album because right. he did all of those quarantine sessions that were very rap heavy and mm. like he did a verse over What's Poppin' by Jack Harlow, rapped oh, over yeah. the Darude Sandstorm beat, over a Sean Mendez sample. You know, I love it. Um, I love that he tries to do stuff like that. I just feel like the straight up rapper MGK isn't, you know, isn't where he needs to be. I think his lane is like making experimental, like pop punk with like a rap twist in it. I think that it definitely lies somewhere between rap and pop punk. Right. I wouldn't say, like, the extreme of either isn't what, like, Mm -hmm. 
everybody will love, but I think what a lot of people can enjoy and appreciate is that mix. Mm -hmm. And that's, like we said, why I feel like he's doing so well. Yeah. I feel like that's kind of the beauty of music, too. You can kind of just find your own lane in between genres. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah, Tickets to My Downfall was so good. And that took him, like, six albums to find it, which is crazy. (laughs) Like, people can put in so much work and not get the commercial success that he got. Right. But he just got nominated for his first VMA, like, with Tickets to My Downfall. And he's been making music consistently since, like, even before 2010. Mm. And that's crazy that it just so many steps to get there and it finally paid off for him. It's like he's as big as he's ever been, which mm-hmm. isn't something, you know, he, he had that little lull where he kind of just fell off. Um, but yeah, My Ex's Best Friend is probably my favorite song released last year in 2020. I know I probably said that about like 20 <laughs> songs now, but it's one of my <laughs> a lot favorites. Of favorites. You can have multiple favorites. Yeah. I'm with that. I think there was a point in time where every song in the album was my favorite song. Just because I'm mean, so yeah. deep into the pop punk sphere yeah, as yeah. far as like lately. But, and the bonus tracks that came out on the, it's called the sold out deluxe version are great. I listened to those this morning in the shower. <laughs> Gotta listen to them too. Hangover Cure. Add them to the list. Hangover oh, he's Cure. He's got some songs with though. Travis Barker too. Yeah, that's the whole album was produced by Travis. Wow. Yeah. Him and Trap, I think that is also a big reason, especially why people even other than MGK are doing so well, because a lot of people are doing collaborations with Travis, because I think he may be the secret sauce to making that work. I think getting back with him was definitely big. And he's so in touch with all the newer artists, the really young artists that are coming into the scene. Right. So cool. So cool. So, yeah, I mean... Whatever MGK's got going in the future, I'm excited for. Mm-hmm. Um, Hopefully soon. Talked about Jid. Uh, we got Corday coming out soon. Corday. He, but like we said before this, he probably won't drop this year either. He probably won't, yeah. Because I, I didn't mention this on air, but Jid is coming out with the Forever Story like you alluded to. But his manager did say that the album most likely won't come out this year, which I was very bummed to hear. Yeah. Just because of features that need to be sent in and sample clearances. And they mm-hmm. said it's 80% done. Which did, though, yeah. he, he's given us a lot to hold on to until mm-hmm. then. Yeah, I'm not, like, dying to hear it. Yeah, it's I not like Kendrick, who just, like, doesn't <laughs> do anything ever. And then, like, I mean, he's going to be on the, the Terrace Martin project, which I'm excited mm-hmm. for. He's going to be with Snoop Dogg, all the West Coast mm-hmm. guys. It's Pretty be a cool collab song. right there. Yeah, it'll be fun. I really like that. Um, but yeah, honestly, I feel like that's a good place to stop. Yeah, I was thinking, um, unless you had another topic, but I think we pretty much covered there the is big more, ones. But yeah. There's always more for next episode. Oh, yeah, for sure. So we get back into it. So, yeah, thanks for listening. This was Mind of a Music Programmer podcast. Yeah, we'll see you guys next time. Peace out, guys.